Hello, hello. How we doing? We are good. We got some, uh, let's see, NBA playoffs. That's what's going on. Oh, we haven't talked about the draft. I just realized that was, um, I think we did the day before. Is that the last time? Yeah. Spoke? Yeah. Okay. So we have some, some stuff to catch up on. Yes, we do. Uh, before that, uh, as you can see by the title, the Cincinnati Reds. Are you aware of what, what their record is right now? I'm aware that it's absolutely horrendous. And I'm also aware that Jose Ramirez is, I think, in either second or third place for most RBIs during Reds games this year, including Reds players. That makes sense because I think he hit two grand slams against them. Uh, Yeah, he and um, I think a Brewers player just had nine RBIs. So uh, they're in trouble. Yeah, so I've been – Ever since they uh, started playing Cleveland, I've just been betting against them on the money line every time. I've just, I've just made a nice little decent chunk of change doing it. I think I'm going to set aside part of what I bet just for the Cincinnati Reds, just to bet against them, just to see how many units I end up. Well, don't mind if I'm going, do. I'm obviously going to be in the positive because I think they're on pace to win 20 games right now. Really? That, oh, yeah. It's like a 22 and 140, I think, is their current yeah, pace. Yeah, something really bad. That That is historically bad. They obviously will eventually hit a hot streak where they win two or three oh. games in a row. But this was the team, and I've said this so many times, last year this was the team that I was, despite being a Pirates fan, I was so appreciative and respectful of this team because – they were a historically small market team, and a small market is determined by your ownership's willing to spend. It's not determined by the size of your stadium or any of that stuff. Right. So they finally decided to go They go in, make some splashes in free agency, made some good signings, and then it didn't work out the very first year, and then they blew it all up immediately. And I just thought that that was absolutely horrendous. So now – Everyone, everyone got played in Cincinnati, and I know oh, that, uh, Phil Castellini. The uh, he, he's not the, he's the owner's son. He's like president or something like yeah, that, like whatever that. title he holds. But he um he had that like oh well, where are you guys gonna go huh you guys gonna move the team you, you or whatever he said in that uh in that interview yeah I don't, um, threat, threatening to move the oldest team in the in baseball is a wild move. Yeah, I'm. If I were a Reds fan, I would feel. I wouldn't completely... go. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't watch them. No, I. Um, well, I wouldn't want to watch my team lose, which is why I'm not typically watching baseball would, in I, September. I would only watch them if they have young prospects up. Like I know they have a couple guys. Hunter Green pitched today. He got rocked. Um, mm. Nick Lodolo got rocked against Cleveland. So if 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 one of their young guys would come up, I'd watch them. But like. What's the point? Thomas yeah. Bam is our best player. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. I, I would feel completely fooled, and you know what's the hoodwink, bamboozled, all of that, um, <laughs> because they they had serious reason for inspiration, and they yeah. actually had reason to believe that they were going to be a competitive playoff team, and after one year and it not working out. 
Now, and, you know, there's, oh, we tried too hard. It didn't work out. So we, if we're going to lose, we might as well not pay to right. lose. So I, that I would feel completely just fooled and had. Th- that's got to be a horrible feeling. So I, I guess the benefit that I have and you, although your team, you, you made a, you made a splash. You, you crossed that hundred million dollar threshold mm-hmm. uh, with Jose Ramirez, but hundred fifty. Uh, even, even better, but. Uh, historically, I guess you and I at least have never even been fooled into thinking that our teams were going to try. So I guess that I guess we're actually winning well, if you think about it. After 2016, I thought they were going to go all in. Uh, no, of well, course they yeah, didn't. I guess, yeah, I. I guess you had a reason well, to believe that they would, but uh, just just because they were winning. Yeah, well, I mean, they signed Encarnacion. But it felt like after 2017, we just kind of knew it was over. Like, they just had I, no chance. I still can't believe Edwin Encarnacion was your biggest signing ever because he was old at that point. Yeah, but he was still mad. He's like Nelson Cruz. He's like 45 years old and just hitting 40 home runs a season. What team is Nelson Cruz on nowadays? Washington Nationals. How's that going for him? I assume he's uh, a, I would assume a not strong well, DH. Oh, yes. Strong is the DH. Yeah, speaking of blowing it up when you have talent, how about those Nationals last year just donating all their talent to uh, LA, basically? So they traded Turner to the Dodgers, Turner and Scherzer to the Dodgers. What a package deal that was. What, What did they get back? Um, probably a bunch of minor leaguers because that's how the Pirates do it. Yeah, well, that's how everyone does it for that. But who else? I felt like they traded somebody else. Um, 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 I don't know. Not, not a name that I know. Gavin Lux is still on the team, so they didn't give away their big prospect. He was the guy that people have been talking about for a few years as being, you know, he's next. But I don't know. Do they have? Yeah, uh, just never has. They traded Verdugo to what's his face, the Red Sox. Who? Yeah. Is that the guy with the like, like somewhat red beard? Yes. Number ninety nine. Yes, I remember Gavin Lux because when there was talks that the Dodgers wanted to trade for Lindor, and Gavin Lux was the guy that Cleveland wanted, I was ready to walk Francisco Lindor to Los Angeles. <laughs> He, um, I can't remember what else we were supposed to get, but it may have been Verdugo. You were definitely running up those uh, those trade simulations. Oh, yeah. I always am. As you should be, by the way. As every as every good junior GM does, you got to be on ESPN. Yeah. You got – especially with the Cavaliers, I know that you're – you're always uh, posting trades on Twitter saying, hey, the, the money makes sense, and it's all uh, obviously in favor of the yeah, Cavaliers. Yeah, Chetty Osman so. for Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. <laughs> Pretty much. Money, uh, somehow the money works. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Chetty Osman, once upon a time, was thought of to be someone who was going to be really good, and that just wasn't. There was, like, a week period on Cleveland Sports uh, Radio where we were always we always knew this Chetty Osman existed, but he was playing in Turkey. And when the news came out that the Cavs were bringing him over for the season, it was we had no idea how to pronounce his name. So every day we pronounced it wrong, 
first it was Seti, then Chetty, then Jetty, then Jeter for some reason. It was so bizarre. <laughs> Derek Jeter. No, just no one thought to look it up. Yeah, um, the Turks, I believe, pronounced that C as a J. I, uh, and I think they pronounce R uh, as Ds. Because we had a girl who moved into our high school, and her name was spelled C-E-R-E-N, and it was pronounced Jed-N. And it was, it was quite confusing, but I, I learned something. Also, something else I've learned, and this has nothing to do with anything. I've learned that the, the uh, 2013-2014 Spurs, they are unstoppable in 2K when you use the throwback teams. Out of all the throwback teams, I don't know why. Probably because they made Kawhi Leonard better than he actually yeah. was because he had one good playoff series despite averaging 12 points per game that season. So yeah, and he guarded LeBron one time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Iguodala also won f- a Finals MVP for a similar reason because I guess I guess his crowning achievement of that series in 2015 was that he didn't allow LeBron to score 40. I guess that was yeah. the benchmark for what it took to be a final. I mean, MVP. honestly, the way he was playing that finals, that is quite an accomplishment that he didn't score 65 a night. <laughs> hey, give some credit to Mozgov and Delavadova. They it's were kind of like were... what Luke was going through. Yeah. Series. He scored exactly. 40, he scored 45 the first night. They got, they lost by seven, but they were losing by 21 with like seven minutes left. So they got blown out. And then they, well, they just got, and they were picking on him last night in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you were watching, but I the Suns not. went on this three-point barrage in the third, in the fourth quarter to put it out of reach. And they were pointing out Luca, like, I want him to guard me. And they just kept hitting threes over him. Like, the man wow. was trying to hide him in defensive sets, and the Suns went and found him. It was the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. That's fantastic. I actually like that. It was. Is he known to be a defensive liability? Or were they just that hot? I I think – I don't think he's a bad defender. Like, the numbers say he is, but he's so young. He's going to learn how to defend in this league. So, I just think he – I I don't think think he's old enough to be good defensively, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. Like, he's just such a wizard on the offensive, offensive side of the court that, honestly, his defense doesn't matter. Well, it does, but, like, there's a net positive whenever he's on the court. Yeah, no no doubt. That's uh, That was the old LeBron thing, was that uh, he was he was saving all of his energy for offense by just playing center field on defense and not actually guarding anybody. And then whenever yeah. there was an open three-pointer, he would always – just let somebody else go run out there unless it was Kyle Kuzma who was shoving LeBron, which was yeah. one one of my favorite plays ever was when he's like, please actually go guard somebody. Uh, my favorite part Le- about LeBron is when, when like the defense collapses and it's very clearly LeBron's fault and he just starts yelling at everyone else. I just love when he does that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what a great idea putting him and Russell Westbrook together, two guys who oh God. like the – distribute the blame to everybody else and uh, two guys who also um, frequently uh, like to just attack the rim at all costs, although LeBron's a little bit better at that nowadays than Westbrook is. 
I heard Russell Westbrook was shooting 65% on his dunks this season. What? That, that That's just what I heard. I I can't necessarily oh, confirm that. I, and I'm, I'm trying to recall where I heard that. That seems outrageous. Okay, so this Deadspin article said, and this was written in January 26th, uh, Lakers' Russell Westbrook is averaging less than 60% of his, on his dunks. Okay, so that's that's real. Let's go. I don't know what he finished the season at, but. Hey, shout out Russell Westbrook. You're, you're making six out of every ten dunks. Not everybody has ever done that. Yeah, hey, that's uh, that's incredible. I Oh, I had a question. That almost seems like outrageously not true. I know. Like. It's it's like is he trying to like do the Dwight Howard Superman dunks? Like th- yeah. that's the only way that I can even imagine how that's possible. If he is tur- trying to turn layups, and uh, I didn't watch a lot of regular season basketball, so I didn't watch a lot of the Lakers. And when I say a lot, I mean I watched maybe Christmas Day at best. Um, playoff yeah. basketball much more my thing than regular season basketball. I have a a big issue with load management and a strong distrust of regular season effort. But once the playoffs arrive, then I start to then I start to gain that trustworthiness with the league about whether or not they're actually going out and trying. And the Celtics, I got to give them a, a nice golf clap for their defensive effort in round one of the playoffs. And um, and in game two, uh, in game two against the Bucks, they uh, limited them to 86 points. So I I'm starting to believe again. It's that time of year. But um, there you go. Yeah, I uh, I have no idea where I was going with that. I completely lost track of. What you said before no, that and what I was going to say. Here's a stat about that Westbrook thing. Oh, oh uh, point being, I didn't watch the Lakers because they're not in the playoffs. So I, I don't know. Yeah, they were really bad. It was it, They were comically bad. But Westbrook from between 2013 and 2021, he had 95% on his dunks. Even that seems kind of low. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, so... Uh, he had 77%. This is poorly worded. Either way, it's it's a stunning amount of missed dunks. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. I um, My only explanation, again, wasn't watching, so kind of making this up off the top of my head, is that he was just – he spent the entire year trying to turn – Bad. And th- this would not surprise me if he was trying to, like, jump from the middle of the lane through traffic and was just completely whiffing as he tried to – create a bunch of posters. I don't know. But I, yeah. I can't believe me. they're going to be stuck with him for another year and it's going to be so funny. Yeah. I, um, I mean, no one's going to trade for him. Who would? I, okay. Here, here. Who would you rather trade for Russell Westbrook or Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. You're not. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say you're not gonna like my answer, but the my answer was Baker too, so I guess we agree. But well, Baker because he's young. He it's not that long ago that he showed something. The, uh, true. Well, you can say the but, same about Russell Westbrook. He averaged a triple double last year in Washington. Yeah, but like even then, he just wasn't an efficient player. I agree, and he has. Like, I know been. that sounds silly, that sounds silly but he just wasn't that efficient. Like, triple-doubles aren't really that big of a deal anymore. 
Like I remember when I was younger on Sports Center, that would lead Sports Center some days that like LeBron got a triple double. Yeah, I um uh, I don't know how that changed too. But it, it was weird, man. Back in the Russell day, Westbrook. I guess. Um, but, like, is, is, are people now chasing stats because of him? Because now it's just all the time. Like, every night there are multiple triple-doubles a night. Like, mm-hmm. is, is that because of him? Did he inspire people to go, like, chase their own numbers or something? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think Which, I'm, a lot of people have. It's just the game, well, the game changed so fast. And... Like, when we were in, like, middle school, you and I, to, like, now the game has changed so much. I think the athletes have changed, too. I think the athletes are more egocentric. And I think the super team era of everyone just kind of – and I'm not saying it's illegal. I'm not throwing anyone in jail over this. But I definitely think there is something to everybody just – you know, hopping around different teams, just joining their friends, and just I don't. Yeah. And I, I'm a big believer of social media convincing everybody that you know you're not just a human being; you're also a brand. So everyone <laughs> going out there, just kind of playing selfishly, um, which that doesn't exactly work because I mean I, I always give Golden the Golden State Warriors credit for this. Aside from having the most talent ever in a starting lineup. They also passed and played defense. So it it wasn't as simple as they were just more talented than you. Because look at the Nets and the Celtics. The Nets had a better starting lineup than the Celtics did, despite the fact that the Celtics do have a lot of talent on their team. I think that uh, Kevin Durant also was a shell of himself. So if you want to go based off production, okay, on paper, the Nets had a better starting lineup. But production-wise, no. But – the Celtics pass and they play. They play really, really good defense. So, uh, I guess you know that style is going to win out, which I still appreciate. So, yeah. the incentive and is still have, there to I mean, play that way. They have an alpha on their team. I mean, Jason Tatum is com- comfortably like an alpha of this league now. Yes, he is. He's uh quite good. St. Louis kid. Um, remember when everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, we there's no way that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can both be wing players on the same team." I never and understood they just that been for five years. Yeah, and yeah, and they have been. Both of them have been all stars. I think Jason Tatum has now established himself to be the better of the two. But yeah. I don't. I, I I never really understood why. You know, oh, we just got to blow this thing. I I also and both of these arguments may have, I, I may have fluked my way into being correct about that one because again, wasn't watching a ton of it. But uh, so. Me being on, quote-unquote, the right side of history about whether or not Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can coexist may have been a fluke. So I'll ask you this one since you've actually watched – well, you you haven't even watched a ton of these two except for maybe not this a year ton, because they, they were actually – do you know where I'm going with this? Well, I'm, the second half of the season I started watching a little bit more. I'm talking about Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. Everyone's oh, there's uh, no way that these two can play together. Oh, my gosh. Agree or disagree with it? Do I agree with they can't play each, with each other? Yeah. Do, do you think that they can coexist? Because everyone's been trying to break them up. Ever okay. Since Garland okay. stepped you cut into out, the league. So. Oh, my, um, my man. I, I don't know. Because that's what the Cavs were missing down the stretch. They didn't have a guy. They kind of needed another scorer. Like, Darius Garland could handle it. But 
could handle it for the team that we had currently, because we obviously we knew Colin Sexton wasn't coming back, but they needed one because it when Garland was off the floor, there wasn't a real scoring threat. I mean, Mobley and Allen are good, but like they don't score fifty a night. They need they need guys on the outside to help them. Yeah, that makes sense. And you guys now with your your ultra big lineup. You uh, you don't even have any room for two guards because you got four right. fours rambling now, around there. But the thing, I don't think Colin Sexton's the guy though, because first of all, he's he's com- commanding max money, and he's just not going to get that. No. So I, I, I think this, he's entering his last year of his deal. What's that? Should get that. I'm sure you Zion Williamson should get that money, and he actually has been good. Um, you were you talking said about you're Colin not sure you should get it, and he's. I'm saying I'm not sure Zion Williamson should get the max, let alone Colin Sexton. I don't know. There's Those no way Colin Sexton should slick. get that much money. Uh, yeah, with the with the floor caving in beneath his feet. So that's actually a thing. Those are like practice courts for injured players. They're soft. Which blew my mind, although it shouldn't, that there's just an entire separate court that – because, I mean, these owners can afford whatever facilities they want. Yes. But that blew my mind that, like, here's the injured facility where the we got foam-padded courts. Yeah, it, I feel like they'd be much more – I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know. But I am smart enough to know about the NFL draft, sort of. Yes, we have some. Let me pull up the draft order so I can remember what a hot takes I had. Do you have a? Do you have any? I don't have any hot takes. Browns, nothing outside of AJ Brown getting traded. Kind of makes no sense. Other than, I mean, like he was going to play for you guys. He could have just. I don't know. It, 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 It. I felt like it made no sense to trade him and then just draft Trey Lundberg. I think it made all the sense in the world because he's going to be cheaper, and they yeah. And, not not only was Traylon Burks far and away at that oh, point you know what, you know what, the best you know what, available. I take that back because I forgot the Titans signed Robert Woods. I, I forgot about that. That was the, that was my point. Is now that like they don't really have a guy now. Well, but I forgot that too. But even uh, Julio Jones didn't work. He's a free agent now, isn't he? Yeah. I think I feel like I would have known if he signed somewhere. Yeah, I I guess he's still a free agent, but um and I, I don't I do not think the te- the Titans were wrong for not re-upping with him. But Yeah. I um I don't have a problem with what they did because they're now, based off the measurables, they're getting pretty much the exact same player, which I understand. The right. measurables can only tell so much of the story, and what you you're, the stats that you put up on the field are going to tell the majority of the story. So, you know, as of now, this seems like an appropriate move to make. It's going to be a lot cheaper, um, which now concerns me that if this is the new thing where – why every wide receiver who's good is going to demand an unrealistic amount of money. Then what's the point of drafting receivers in the first? Now that receivers are going to become the new quarterback or become the new running back, where 
you get four years out of them, then they want too much money, then you, you say, all right, goodbye. So then th- th- we have that happening. And A.J. Brown is not the only receiver who has demanded a ton of money. We saw uh, Odell Beckham got traded out of New York because he wanted too much money. And they said, there's no way we're paying you that. So, um, And then they did. They paid him. Yeah, and then I guess after that they ended it- up they signed him. He played for a year. Then they traded him. Yeah, man, that was that was weird because I yeah I I do remember that there was a lot of like will they or won't they pay him and I didn't think they yeah. wanted to, but then they caved. I guess is how that went. Yeah, I, I feel like they caved because if if they let Odell walk because he was probably so popular there, yeah, there been riots in the streets. Yeah, I agree with that. But oh, you know what? Away, now that I'm looking at the draft, six receivers in the first eighteen. The Baltimore Ravens just draft so fucking well. Yeah, and I hate it. And I hate it's, it. not it's unbelievable. Not, not only are they winning every trade where they get Calais Campbell for a fifth rounder, they are also. I, I it, it makes no sense to me how they get away no. with this. Trading, I mean, they got a first-round pick out of it somehow by trading Marquise Brown. But outside of – who are their receivers? Uh, Mark Andrews, I guess, is going to – Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, he's a monster. They drafted Rashad Bateman. They drafted a tight end I liked, Isaiah Likely. I really liked him. Let's see, depth chart. That was last – Rashad Bateman. Yeah, they really only got Rashad Bateman. Oh, you cut out. Anyway, so what I was saying, the, I mean, drafting Kyle Hamilton, who was like everyone thought was going to be the prize of this draft, everyone had him as the top prospect on the board. Harrison Bryant. Uh, you you cut out for a while there. I was uh, trying to reconnect the wi-fi i'm this is weird i've always done the podcast in the exact same location and for whatever reason this is the time where it's acting up but am i live am i good yeah you're good now okay i was asking if devin duvernay exists i feel like that's somebody for the ravens receiver yeah they have on their depth chart on espn right now so i don't know how updated that is but it says rashad bateman and devin duvernay are their Top receiver. All right. Well, I you I'm, know what? Look, they only run six yard oh, routes anyway. Lamar Jackson catches the ball, turns, fires it into the tightest window ever, and then his receivers fall forward for two yards. So every play is just an eight yard catch. So they don't need to run actual routes. They There's, just need uh, ben- to separate for a slight amount of time. Yeah, they have Benjamin Victor. Excuse me. Oh my gosh, uh, Penn State hates him. They're fearful mm. of him. The weirdest way I've ever seen Benjamin ever written. Benjamin? Yeah, B-I-N? Is it pronounced Benjamin? I, if I, I it is, I, I wouldn't even but, um, notice the difference. Kyle Hamilton, that, going back to the Ravens, Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum in the first round is so infuriating. Especially because, for you and I, since we're rivals with the Ravens. Yes, yes. And... Uh, I, I may have cut out when I said this, but 
also somehow they win every trade where they they pull off Calais Campbell for a fifth round pick a few years yeah. ago. Still not over that, and I don't know if I ever will be because I, boy, I would have loved for the Steelers to have made that trade. What? But what was the Ngakwe situation? Because he got he he got traded to Minnesota, and then he he got traded to Baltimore, like almost immediately. Was that it? I think he got. Where did he start? Because the Raiders were in there somewhere. He's the, he's there now. Okay. Wait, then where so, did he start? Jack because uh, that's right. Um. Yeah, Minnesota. I remember there was some hilarious stat. Um, where he after he left the Jaguars. Actually, he's with the Colts. Uh, oh, he must have. He must have just. Jeez, he's a he's a journeyman at this point. He's a he's a Westbrook. He got traded for Rocky Sin. Oh, he uh defensive back. back. Okay, so now he's on the Raiders. So now they have who I thought was Okay. So he signed with the Vikings in twenty twenty. Or no, he was traded to the Vikings for a second round pick. And then was traded that season to the Ravens for a third round pick. Okay. Huh. So they just gave away a second for a third. This guy's just getting passed along. Yeah. And then he signed he, with the uh, Raiders and just got traded to the Colts. He's uh, I, he was supposed to be really good, but I remember there was a hilarious stat after he got traded. Um, there was it, like his record was two and nine, despite the fact that he was supposed to be like this prized possession oh my gosh you know defensive players this talented don't usually just get traded around I can't believe he's available and then all of a sudden uh you know his like whoever traded for him was either the Ravens or the Vikings at that point went on a huge cold streak and the whole point was like oh he's just rotting away on this terrible team anyway so it's like they might as well trade him and get something for him and then as soon as that happens he gets traded and the other team starts losing so I, I enjoyed that but um, he, I guess, second round pick, third round pick. That's pretty good value for what his reputation was. Yeah. Although I haven't heard of him since, so I guess it doesn't matter. He had ten sacks last year. Oh, well. Uh, apparently he's just balling, and I'm just missing it. Yeah, I, I didn't watch much Las Vegas Raiders football, honestly. Yeah. All right. Except Question. for my when they broke my heart. Yes. Because my answer to this is no. And I Uh-oh. will – I haven't had to deal with this problem, but if I did, I would be strongly consistent, I promise you. Okay. I think Ohio State fans are not allowed to claim Jamison Williams, agree or no. disagree. No. Thank you. He did, no. He played at Al- – he's an Alabama wide receiver. I would – I would be hurt by good players transferring. I had to deal with this one time. Um, no one knows who this is because he went to South Florida and was, then was a third round pick for the 49ers. But a guy named Aaron Lynch was supposed to be the next big thing at Notre Dame. And he like destroyed the spring game and was a decent freshman and then got homesick and transferred back to South Florida. I, I was so livid, like, like three years after the fact, when his name came across that ticker, they didn't even announce his draft pick. I just saw it come across the bottom when he got drafted. And I'm thinking, this dude should have played for us. He would have been awesome. So I don't understand this whole, uh, like, transfers count for both of us. 
Now they don't. If Jameson Williams was a part of a championship, if you win a championship, he did play on a championship team. Well, I mean, they lost the championship, but I so the team he transferred to. I'm I'm pretty much talking about Jalen Hurts at this point. Jalen Hurts, Ah. I I might allow Alabama fans to claim him. Yeah, that one's different. Because he won a championship, but well, guys like Joe Burrow who just rotted away on the bench. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Jalen Hurts handed the ball off to the championship is what I should say. Um, yeah. But the guys like Joe Burrow who were just sitting on the bench, guys like Jameson Williams who were rotational guys, I don't think you get to just claim him. Like if Kyle Hamilton transferred to Alabama, I, I guess a good example would be uh, Henry Toa Toa. Henry Toa Toa transferred from Tennessee to Alabama because right. prior to NIL – which, I mean, now this would be completely legal, so I guess the timing was just as poorly as possible when uh, Tennessee was handing out McDonald's bags full of money. Um, <laughs> they ba- they basically just waived the, the one-year transfer from anyone who was leaving Tennessee because their head coach got fired, a bunch of coaches got fired. So their entire program changed to the NCAA basically saying, all right, you guys can get a free transfer. And Henry Toa Toa then goes to Alabama after spending a couple years at Tennessee. Well, that might be a little bit different because yeah. you would feel like the program wronged him. You wouldn't feel like that he just got up and left in the middle of the night, like Lane Kiffin did. But I I, I would still be like, every time I'm watching him, he goes to your probably your biggest rival. Not that Alabama views Tennessee as their biggest rival, but right. I, Tennessee views Alabama probably as – their biggest rival, right, aside from so. Florida, they they might they might oh, yeah. view Florida as their biggest rival, but um, they they hate they hate both. Although uh, I I think they hate Florida more because they think that they should actually be beating Florida and they're just seceding to uh, <laughs> uh to Alabama. But that's got to be awful for Tennessee fans watching one of their a guy who was a big recruit for them and was a good linebacker played as a freshman played as a sophomore. And then his junior year, now he's lining up in Alabama's linebacking court. That's got to be brutal. I don't understand how Jamison Williams being successful at Alabama is some crowning achievement for Ohio State fans. And how Joe Burrow – now, uh, Dwayne Haskins threw for 50 touchdowns and seven interceptions and was awesome. So you almost right. ma- maximized your abilities. Now, now, now we know after the fact that – Joe Burrow, and we can play the game where Justin Fields never would have been there if Joe Burrow was there, so what would have happened after the fact? Uh, okay, fine. So Ohio State pretty much got what they could have out of that situation. Uh, but, like, the Jameson Williams situation, I'd be livid, especially with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, he managed to find his way in and be, a, like, a, a three-man wrecking crew in there. And then Jameson Williams, like, a guy who hardly anybody had heard of, then goes to Alabama and is the best receiver in the country, and Ohio State fans are, like, clapping for that, I'd be livid. I'd be, yeah, I'd be, it's very yeah. – no, man. Tate Martell is a Washington Husky, Texas A&M, Aggie, Ohio State Buckeye, Miami Hurricane, and UNLV running Rebel for life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come on. Did you make up any of those, or is he actually no, – those are all, No, that is 100% his path. Okay. Oh, wait, did he originally commit to Washington? Is that what you're saying? He committed when he was, like, 14. Oh, okay, those don't exist. And then he committed to A&M and then Ohio State. Okay, 
then went to Miami, then went to, you know, he's bringing Vegas to Miami. And then he, he's, then he's coming now home. He, now, I think now he officially retired his, his retirement. Yeah. That, um, man, it, the what ifs about the Ohio State quarterback situation oh, God. are all, always fun. The, uh, and I'll always believe, always, 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 that if Urban Meyer, well, basically, if Zach Smith didn't ruin Urban Meyer's football, mm. I mean, Ur- Urban Meyer didn't help. Oh, well, yeah, himself. hold on a minute. Urban Meyer was definitely a part of that, but uh, Zach Smith instigated it, and then Urban Meyer made a, a bad scenario worse. But if that doesn't happen, then I promise you, uh, Tate Martell is your starting quarterback at Ohio State after Dwayne oh, Haskins. Urban Meyer was forcing him onto the field. Oh, yeah, he was. And everybody I'll never forget it. his 12 for 12 performance against Rutgers. I was in the crowd. <laughs> you witnessed it live. Yeah, I made sure because all my friends were lame and they liked to leave the games early. I made sure to stay so I can watch Tate Martell because I thought he was the future. Exactly. That was uh, – man, I remember being in the crowd um, that 2017 season. So both of our first year at Ohio State, I remember there were people in the crowd calling for, for, calling for uh, Tate Martell in, against Oklahoma. Put in Tate Martell, <laughs> like like he's gonna save the day because like he was he the have. original, he was the original Quinn Ewers, and I'm sure that there was an original Tate Martell somewhere out there too, but Quinn Ewers, I was like, oh my, is Quinn Ewers gonna if C.J. Stroud wins the Heisman, could he be the first Heisman to not start the next year? Like that's what everyone was, right. people were saying that like midway through the season, oh, <laughs> which is you know, I mean. Browns fans and Ohio State fans, there's a lot of crossover, so we shouldn't be super surprised with some of the the, the theories of, of how the Browns are going to have their quarterback position solved. Um, oh, baby. Uh, Joe Flacco. No, we've gone through the ringer. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Joe Flacco, man. He's, uh, he was going to be the guy. He just never – the Brown, Andrew Barry didn't see the vision. No, he didn't. Andrew, <laughs> but – the, so one of the the Browns they didn't make their second round pick they traded back they did they acquired two third rounders like they just forfeited a second round pick which was interesting but I that saw, just that just leads what am, me what to believe I, that they didn't like anybody in this draft yeah and which I guess that's a great year to shell out all of your first round picks and pick up a yeah, starting quarterback seriously. so. You know, that all worked out. That's fine. But uh, I will say that uh, one of my friends who's a Browns fan was outstandingly upset about that because there was there was some receiver that he wanted, maybe a Sky Moore or something. But th- this I was a very loaded receiver. Well, hello. Uh, yes. Now, I don't know how I feel about drafting it. Well, I mean, it was the second round. It wasn't the first round, so I'm fine. Well, I mean, I'm not – yeah, you with our first round. first round. Yeah, allegedly. Um, I don't. I don't know if you saw that Instagram post, but now he gets to walk into the left door instead of the right door when he goes to the facility because now it's the Steelers and not mm. Pitt. So throw off his routines, man. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it might, might throw him off a little bit walking through the wrong door into the same building. But uh, we got Pickens, so I I'm not sure how I feel about drafting a guy who barely played. Although I'm pretty sure he was getting like a 50-yard reception every single game. Uh, now that was about all that he did. 
because he was eased back into – I got to go look up his stats, actually, in his game logs because well, – So he, I, I got to figure this year. out. So he tore his ACL in the sprint, yeah, which I don't love. But, I mean, second. I guess I, I'm cool with taking chances in the second round. Um, some some might argue we took a chance in the first round. Um, but yeah. – uh, and some, I would argue we took a chance in the first round last year. I was visibly mm. upset, and you witnessed it because yes, we were there together. Were. I was, uh, and I was telling everybody, uh, no one's going to block for this guy. And then we gave him a thousand touches this year, and now we're he's going to be concussed for the rest of his life. Yeah, um, he'll be out of the uh, league in two and a half years. Yeah, what a great investment in a first round pick. Someone that you cannot sign to a second contract. Great. Um, I, I mean, it worked on him. Made the playoffs. Yes, yes, we did. That's uh, you know, that's more than the haters can say, except for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. The Bengals can say that, but oh, now nah, you can call a franchise for losing the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your season went. If you lost the Super Bowl, I get to make fun of you. That is fine with me. So George Pickens was an enormous recruit and played well at Georgia. Um, not never played awesomely, but. He was young, and then he was hurt. And yeah. also, the COVID year limited how many games he could play, I guess. But although he may have been hurt even then. But let's pull up these game logs. So, he's good. Like, he's good. Yeah, he played the final four games of the season. He had one catch for five yards. All right, he, that was his he, first game. He made appearances. Like, he didn't really play. Yeah. He uh he had two catches for forty one against Alabama and then one catch for fifty two in the championship against Alabama. So, yeah, that was a big that was a big catch too. Yeah, he um Alabama's afraid of him is what I'm hearing. So uh, you know what we may have gotten the right guy. I can't. One of the receivers from Georgia transferred to Alabama, and that just makes me feel weird. Jermaine Burke. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was uh, one of their better receivers. At least uh, I'd argue he was probably their best. Or not. Uh, well, maybe production. I don't. I have no may idea have been, what his. Uh, I have no idea what his uh, measurables are, but I mean, production-wise, I I know his name, so I'm assuming he was right. one of their better players. He's young, I think he's a sophomore. Or you know whose name? You know whose name? I didn't know this season. Trayvon Walker. No, I mean, yeah, five Georgia defensive players went in the first round. That's incredible, by the way. Um, yeah. Yes. What was he? The third best. That one in the first round? Um, yes, and that's not including Nicobe Dean. Uh, yeah, that was there. Nick, yeah, uh, the, the theories going out there that yeah, I've he heard. Yeah, his pack or something. Yeah, is that teams wanted him to get surgery, and he said that he wanted it to heal naturally or something. It was some sort right. of pec injury. So the theories that media, not like, not like insiders, but just people with an opinion, is that Ah, uh, you know, this is how the NFL works. They, you know, if you don't play by their rules, they think you got character problems or whatever. So uh, that's just something that people have said. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they're actually scared off by the injury. Although I, I don't think a pec injury is going to prevent him from being able to attack the football the same way a lower yeah. body injury might prevent a receiver from running I mean, routes. Pec injuries are bad. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to recover from it. I don't think this is going to completely terrorize his career from that pec injury that he had during his rookie season. I, right. 
And this also, I, I mean, he could miss the majority of the season. Though I'd see if 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 well, he does have a torn pec, but but still, he it's getting hit. Well, they get him in the third round. The Eagles getting yeah. that guy in the third round. Well, because how how often do third round picks pan out? Not very. Like take a chance on the kid. There's a reason. Like the guy, the guys who make mock drafts and big boards, they're not bullshitting. They know what they're talking about. Like the ones, the ones you see on like NFL Network or. All oh, I thought you were like talking Daniel about Jeremiah. No, no, I'm I'm <laughs> nothing but bullshitting when I do that. It's it's they, they know what they're talking about. He was highly rated for a reason. Yeah, I so uh, getting him in the third round that's really good. One pick before the Steelers. The last thing we need is a linebacker because we've had seventy come through this place that we've been able to put on the field recently. But I was like, Bush. well, heck. Let's uh, let's throw him out out there. He can't hurt the team. And now this calls into question my theory that GMs and draft scouts they put way too much emphasis on oh he's gonna miss a few games his rookie season we're gonna we're really gonna miss out like you're not <laughs> drafting him because you think that he's gonna win you a Super Bowl right now like you're drafting him for a four four year career right. that you hope to resign him to us that where he's good enough to sign to his second year and then if he lasts longer than 8 years and everything else is gravy but you're mm-hmm. really going for somebody who's worth a second contract and th- that to me I, I find it silly these discussions and we're not in on the real discussions but the discussions that are at least on TV where oh my right. oh, you know he's he's hurt right now he's falling down draft boards because you know he's got an injury right now and he's he's not gonna be able to, he's not gonna be available till November like five I understand and I'm the guy who says every single team even the Jacksonville Jaguars should especially now after the free agency that they've had should enter this every season assuming that they have a chance to win a Super Bowl I don't think anybody should enter a now some teams are gonna give up or should give up a lot sooner than others. I, Listen, I we gave up. We give up in Cleveland quite often. Yes. And, hey, it might be week three. You might say, you know what? I can already see where this is going. Uh, we're 0-3. This is awful, and we're not even competitive. Uh, now we have to switch up our priorities. But every Ooh. team should enter this <laughs> enter the season. Go ahead. Well, actually, I'll tell this story because this involves one of my trivia questions. So I'll tell that story. I got three baseball trivia questions. I'm I'm Ooh. acting a fool today. Let's go. But uh, the yeah, but what were you gonna say? The Lions. I, was, I wanted to talk about the Lions. The, so they walked away with probably the best player in this draft, Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. And then they trade up for Jamison Williams. I I really like what Detroit's doing. Yes, I really like what Detroit's doing. I if Jared Goff's not the quarterback. But they're stuck with them. If they can find a quarter, like a, if they if they traded for Baker Mayfield, they're not going to. If they did, that would be an interesting team. Yeah. So they got Panay Sewell last year, who was also one of those guys who was up they just, there they just as felt to them. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I was going to say maybe the best player in the draft, but I forgot that that, that was the Trevor Lawrence draft. But um, maybe the best player. Trevor Lawrence sucks. Well, hey, and Panay Sewell was good the second half of the year. Everyone was complaining about him the first half of the year, and they also couldn't figure out, is he going to play left tackle or is he going to play right tackle? Because Taylor Decker was hurt, so they were like, mm-hmm. 
uh, we're like, oh, well, I guess, you know, the new left tackle is Panay Sewell. And then he was terrible. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, they drafted a right tackle in the first round. He can't even protect the blind spot. But then he was actually good at right tackles. Then everyone, everyone calmed down finally. But they uh, they got Amon Ross St. Brown with the fourth round pick, which right. is one of my favorite picks of the entire draft last year, because I thought that he was borderline second round worthy and I thought that they just got tremendous value out of, out of him. I thought that he was going to be someone who could really be a starter. So I, I loved what they did last year in the draft. This year they get Jameson Williams, who I I think will eventually be a number one receiver. Again, may not start mm-hmm. the year that way. And then Aiden Hutchinson, I know that people are saying that, you know, he's not as athletic as – everyone was saying that about, oh, my gosh, you know, Aiden Hutchinson's good, but – the real freak is David Ajabo, who I, I'm I'm sure that his sacks were maybe more impressive. Drafted and, by the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Are you? I I forgot Second about round, it. Yeah. Well, Achilles injuries are different nowadays because I don't know. It used to be yeah, I thought a bad. torn ACL killed your career, and now I'm like, oh, an ACL is like I I just had I sprained my ankle, and then an Achilles yeah. is oh my gosh, like. You know, WNBA. I'm pregnant and I have to miss the entire season. But uh, it, you know, my entire my entire next two years is in flux. But I don't know. So we'll see what happens. But they also signed um, DJ Shark. Yes, from uh, from Jacksonville. Yeah, and TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre they, Swift, Jamal yes. Williams. No, they got a they got a good offense, man. Offensive uh, line solid too. Yes, uh, I, they got Frank Ragnell in the first round a few years ago yeah. uh, out of Arkansas. So now the defense is the, what they need to sure up. But um, yeah. there were a lot of people who were not thrilled about drafting a cornerback in the top three last year, and they were even less thrilled when they saw him on the field. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, um, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with good old Jeffrey. Coming off year. Achilles tear, too. Yeah, uh, not good. Um, not good for people who need to be agile, but – the, oh, if he hits, that's huge. Yes. Um, some oh, people wanted – Seibert, that's cute. Oh, the former Brown? Former Brown's kicker. Uh, Austin Seibert. Short up that Austin, position. Also, yeah. The draft. Fourth Austin, round. <laughs> Austin Seibert was an accomplice to the Baker Mayfield flag planting. Oh, brother. He's a Sooner. He's the accomplice to getting his field goal blocked against Georgia. Um, no, yes, he kicked it too low. Mm-hmm. That's what we And the said. accomplice of missing many often missed kicks in Cleveland. Oh, was he, was he not, was he, uh, was very he Zane, bad? Was he Zane Gonzalez bad? Zane Gonzalez is actually like, he, he had a stint before his really bad year in Cleveland, but he was pretty good his first stint in Cleveland. I, uh, I remember that Saints game. Oh, uh, buddy! Oh, I, I think you remember. I think you remember it too. Yeah, Ty, Tyrod Taylor. Good lord. Well, you know he had. A, he could have been good, but Zane Gonzalez didn't give him a chance. No. Nah. Oh, for well, four. Man, oh man! You know what's the Hugh Jackson thing, where the he basically was told by the court of law, "No, you weren't tanking. You guys were just really bad." That kind of hurt. That a court of law had to tell me that my favorite team was really bad. <laughs> hey, was... Like there was only two. There was only two outcomes in that scenario. One, we found out my team was intentionally losing. Or two, we were just told they're really bad. 
It's kind of like, yeah, damn. You're like that angsty teen who's like, you know, I'm misunderstood. And it's like, uh, no, actually, you're not. You're just weird. No. That, that's, that's basically what was what was told to you. The, uh, right. You are you are legally bad at football. How does that feel? <laughs> yeah, and y- yes, they were. Uh, my last thing about the first round, Washington trading back to take Jahan Dodson when Olave and Jamison Williams were on the board is very interesting. Yeah, and uh, especially when Traylon Burks I thought was better. but Yeah, him I mean, too, yeah. I mean, look, when they immediately cut to the Sean Wade uh, film, Jahan Dodson looked – Oh, to, people who, to people who don't watch Big Ten football, the, the, Jahan Dotson looked like the best receiver ever for mm. a brief moment in time. He looked then. like prime Randy Moss. <laughs> he looks like Thanksgiving Randy Moss. Oh, baby. Yeah, that, uh, for people who may not know, they, uh, they, they were cluing him in. That was like the Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony's highlights. I was like, wait a minute. Why did this guy not get drafted first overall after they showed his highlights? After uh, where he's just bobbing and weaving through everybody. But I was shocked with how many receivers went. I was disappointed that the Jaguars uh, proceeded to be dumb. I was proud of myself because I was mute. I was watching the NFL Network broadcast. Um, I, I don't even know why, but this was the first year that I had done that and I enjoyed it. But I did, I that's proud. what I did too. I did that because I was always strictly ESPN. And then I switched the NFL while I was watching. I had it on low volume because I had Pat McAfee's show on. Yeah. That was wildly more entertaining. But this was the first year I had NFL Network, too. I, um, so I was going to watch ABC, but Kirk Herbstreit had some health issue that came up. Right. Uh, I, I forget what it was. It wasn't like, was it blood clots or something? He had something. That was like actually of concern. So Jesse yeah. Palmer, and I like Jesse Palmer. I just was wanting Kirk Herbstreet. So I I turned on ABC and was disappointed. So I I went then went to ESPN and I didn't like that Mel Kiper wasn't in studio. So it felt yeah. like NFL Live. Um, Mike Greenberg also for whatever reason oh, I was just like, eh, this guy doesn't feel like an NFL draft kind of guy. It didn't feel right to me. Yeah, so we I went those, to. Um... We need those massive layoffs that ESPN is famous for. We need them. Greenberg, get out of here, man. <laughs> your get up sucks. What do you do now? Did he, did he leave Mike and Mike for get up? Was that his thing? Was that he like wanted to do it? Mike a and Mike was, real TV show. Mike and Mike's been off the air for years, so I don't because get up's fairly new. Like like 2017. Mike and Mike, I Mike and Mike's been off the air for years. Is it not? Well, it then became Trey Wingo and yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Mike and Mike. oh yeah, twenty seventeen. I thought right, they so... went off the air in like twenty twelve. I no, I, no. I think Greenberg actually left because he wanted to do a a real TV show. So Get Up was his. It was, it was him, Jay Williams, and was Michelle Beadle at the inception of that show? Probably. And then without looking, I, probably. I think. Um, I think she had like some political commentary where they're like, Hey, can we like chill on this? And she said, no. And they're like, okay, then we don't want this anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I think is what happened, which is, I, it doesn't even make sense yeah. because he did leave Mike and Mike for get up. Yeah. Okay. I, and, I um, then Trey Wingo. Bullock and Wingo. Yes. Yes. And then 
Gola, that's where Gola Jr. became famous because he started to be on that show. Like he, he became a regular on that show. I think DraftKings just gave Mike Golick and Mike Golick Jr. like a bag to do like ten podcasts or something insane for like a podcast for what? Just like promoting them? They had their they had their own like content creators on it. Like they uh they took Levitard. That's DraftKings. Oh, uh, they have John oh. Boy Media. Uh, uh, those guys Jared Carabas, the guy, the barstool baseball barstool guy, he baseball. just went over there. Um, and then they have Golitz. Vandal does the same thing, but I think it's just more centered around Pat McAfee and then just local Twitter Twitter celebrities. Yeah, I um, I, I was not expecting this to be one of the big sort of movements to come out of sports gambling becoming a thing. Like I always do. Okay, we're gonna have more fun watching sports, and people right. until the, until the game's over, and then we realize that we lost money. Then it won't be as fun. Oh, but, listen, I am in a cold streak right now. Like you wouldn't oh, believe. Oh no, uh, it's I, bad. I came out of retirement for the draft, and it did not go well. I had one. I actually hit the draft pick. really well. I uh, I can't say the same. Trevor Penning over sixteen and a half was my only redeeming quality about the draft. Everything I else, I, 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 I could. Um, the Browns' first first draft pick being a corner, I sprinkled that. That ended up coming true. I uh, had oh, Desmond you're, you're Ritter. lucky you traded back. Yeah, I had Desmond Ritter, uh, the first quarterback taken taken in the second round or the on day two. That hit, and then I had what did I? I had something else. There's a running back to Oakland. Who did Oakland draft? Or not Oakland, Las Vegas. Um, I don't know who they drafted. Or no, it was um, oh Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. James Cook to Buffalo. I had James Cook landing spot. I sprinkled Buffalo and I hit that. Oh man, I um, I was not anticipating. First of all, I thought the Falcons were going to take a quarterback. I just did. I understand why they took a receiver, but I. Well, I mean, they did end up taking a quarter. I meant yeah. eighth overall is what I was talking about. Oh, oh yeah, Drake but, London. Yeah, I was – my thought was like, okay, I think they're going to take a quarterback. But even if they take a receiver, we could go Jameson Williams, could go Garrett Wilson. So I had Drake London over eight and a half. And I'm like, I got so many outs <laughs> here. It could be a quarterback, or it could be James Williams, could be Garrett Wilson, and they took Drake London, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Like, so, so that was really I, then Jahan Dotson. I had this shot, the hot, what? I had Jahan <laughs> Dotson over thirty and a half, and he got drafted like sixteenth. I was right. livid. So those ones, I've come to find out in my couple years betting props on the draft, the ones that seem too obvious just stay the hell away. Like, Drake London over eight and a half, that seemed way too obvious to me. Because I did look at it. I, I couldn't believe it. I, had I fell one. for it with Jamar Chase. I fell for it um, with somebody else. I, um, Justin Fields. I fell for it with uh, somebody else. But um, never fall. If they seem too obvious, just stay the hell away from them. We'll have to take that advice. I had a couple that I thought would be fun. Um one of, one of them was not even close to being successful, which I thought was actually incredible. It was um, it was a, it was a plus six fifty, and I I'm not a guy who likes to do that. I'm not a guy who likes to take those chances because I'm 
I'm just like, what, what's this going to get me? Like, honestly. So I, th- this was out of character for me, but I took uh, in order, and, and this was not correct, but I, I had Evan Neal as the first offensive tackle. It was not. It was Ikem Aquanu. It, or Ikem. And then the Icky. next – yeah, and then from there, Malik Willis' first quarterback taken – Oh. That turned out to be wildly false, and I was not yeah. prepared for that. I was not. I um, was stunned he fell that far. I, I almost yeah. questioned myself. Maybe the Browns should trade up and get him. Who, I, I thought the Steelers. I thought the Steelers were going to take him, and I was actually looking forward to it. I actually, <laughs> I, I prefer to him to Kenny Pickett. Yeah, but just muscle memory, man. If a quarterback starts falling in the draft, I think the Browns should go get him. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, uh, and then Brees Hall first running back, which a. Uh, was supposed to be a I'd lock, and I think was correct. Um, he he fell too, and he's a guy who entered the season Isaiah Spiller. Not to be a Chris Collinsworth about it, but he here's a guy who was supposed to be like the best running back in the draft, or the best running back in college football heading into the season. Okay. It was kind of okay. Um, well, after the season, we found out Kenneth. Oh, okay, yeah. But before the season, everyone you know, Bijan Robinson and Isaiah Spiller were all the rage. But, um, well, Bijan Robinson actually followed through with that. He was actually really good this year. Um, yeah, he was. When his neck was being snapped in half. Texas lost um, seven straight games. Yeah, yeah, Kansas being one of them. Um, I'm <laughs> That's <pretty> so sure. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I thought Evan Neal, then Malik Willis, then Brees Hall, and all of them being the first in their position. That didn't happen. I also had um, – Oh man, well it was um, it was Jordan Davis top ten, and oh. like Trayvon Walker top three, something like that. I thought maybe Jordan mm. Davis could 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 have gotten taken because I thought well, I would have took that if I saw that. I thought that and it was like plus three fifty something like that. Oh yeah, I thought uh, I thought that the Giants would have taken a tackle. Or, um, they did. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, a I, here's what I thought. I didn't think Kayvon Thibodeau was going to be available at five. So when he got taken at five, right. I'm, I'm, I'm like, what are they going to do? Take two back-to-back defensive linemen in the top ten? No. So I realized very quickly that that just wasn't going to be an option for me. But I was not anticipating Kayvon Thibodeau falling to five. So when right. that happened, I re- I'm like, all right, now, you know, the, here come the receivers, and there's not going to be any room. There's no room at the end. So I, I I blame the Texans. By the way, did you hear the story about Kayvon Thibodeau and the Texans? No. So they called him and said that they were drafting him. Uh, and this was as the Jaguars were on the clock. They said, hey, uh, we're, we're drafting you if you're available at three. And, and then what? so what? apparently the strategy was, and I think it was his agent who told this story, um, somebody said it on, on one of these like sports betting shows. That's like an online show or something. I don't know, but they had they had somebody who was like very probably his agent don't know, but very close to game on Thibodeau. He said the Texans called us while the Jaguars were on the clock, and huh. said we're taking you at three. But then the 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 pit goes to the Lions, and the Lions like immediately sent their draft card in for Aiden Hudson. Yeah, it was like. like- they, it was a meeting. They, it was like, like as soon as they called the Lions, like as soon as the NFL called the Lions, they called like they like on the phone and said, "We're taking Aiden Hutchinson." So yeah, 
basically the pick went from the Jaguars basically straight to the Texans because the Lions got their pick in so quickly. So then the line, the Lions ended up drafting Derek Stingley. So what the thought was is that they were trying to, they were, I guess they were just hoping that the story would leak that they were drafting Kayvon Thibodeau so they could trade back. But the Ooh. problem was the, the Lions made their selection so quickly that they didn't have enough time to find a trade partner. So then they were forced to make the pick. So then they took Derek Stingley, but they wanted to entice somebody to, they were trying to spread rumors. So they spread the rumors that came on Thibodeau, hoping that like he would tell somebody or something like that. So somebody would come up and draft him. I don't know. And then I feel like that, that happens happened, every year. Then though. I'm convinced that the Giants actually would have taken a, a defensive line. I thought that, man, the Texans ruined everything with that. I feel like that happens every year where somebody's told they're getting drafted by someone and then they just don't. Not Philip Rivers. He was never told. Yeah, like, do, like, the owners just not, like, the owners meeting pull a name out of the hat and they have to – somebody has to prank somebody in their draft. Because <laughs> that happens every year. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, we're taking – oops, like, sorry. It's always in the first round. Head. I don't know. But God bless Philip Rivers because he's the only one who actually – did it the old-fashioned way where he actually saw his name show up on TV, and that's how he found out that he got drafted. Good for him. That's always the funniest, too. Like, oh, I didn't find out until I saw it on Twitter. It's like, how is that possible? That That's that's got to feel awful. That's so – I know I know it's the job of the guys to break to break the news, but that sucks. Well, I, I'm not blaming the people who are breaking the news. I'm blaming no, the it's people not, who it's are – their job. I'm blaming the people who aren't telling the player, like the people within the organization. That is, yeah. Like, like, come on, be honest. But yeah, I don't know. I've never been uh, drafted by the into the NFL, so I don't really know much. Yeah, don't know what that feels. I'm like, hoping. But... I'm hoping one of these years. That'd be pretty uh, cool. You got any good trivia? I do. I have great do, trivia, actually. We do, we do have some trivia, indeed. Let's have a listen. All right. So I did the one last uh, last time where I named off the champions and you had to name who they beat. I went a little bit. I went back to 1989 for this one. Oh boy, here we go. And I was debating on saying phrasing the question like this NHL team won in 1989. Who are the nice. other three teams that won? But I'm going to let you guess for a bonus point. So who who won the Big Four championships in 1989? Okay. Um... Immediately, my mind goes to the Bills and something that they lost four times in a row. So one of their mm. opponents. I, I'm gonna say, man, I, I, I'm weirdly, I'm weirdly feeling confident about that. I'm gonna say the New York Giants uh, won the Super Bowl. Uh, that was. I'm gonna say that was the Jeff Hostetler year, where Phil Simms went down and then their backup quarterback, the original Nick Foles. I'm going to say the Giants won the Super Bowl. Um, uh, what year was the A's and Giants World the Earthquake World Series? Um, I'm going to say, well, I don't even know who won that World Series, actually. <laughs> so I, that, just, that, that narrows it down, but I'm not even yeah, entirely sure. Uh, okay, I'll say the A's. And I'm not even sure that's the right year, but even if it is, I'm not sure who won. So we'll say Oakland A's, New York Giants, um, Tampa Bay, nope. The um, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs were good at one point in time. Um, maybe the 70s, but maybe it was also the 80s. I don't know. Um, 
we'll just guess the Maple Leafs because I'm gonna I'm just gonna wave the white flag. Um, okay, now basketball. Oh, I should. Oh, basketball. I know for a fact. Uh, this was the first of the two back-to-back. Ch- wait. <laughs> but, wait a minute. But then who would have? So the Lakers won in '87. The Pistons won back to back, but then who won in '88? Because Jordan was '91, '92, '93. So now we have the Showtime Lakers in '87. The I the, the Pistons went back to back either '88 or '89 or '89, '90. So I know the Pistons won. But now there's a mysterious championship that's not accounted for in either '90 or '88. Did I'm just going to assume the Lakers won the other one. Did the, uh, you know what? Lakers probably went back to back 87, 88. So the first, I'll, I'll go the extra mile and say it was the first of the Pistons championships. So I'm going to say the Giants, and these four teams may have won championships in four different years, and I may just be throwing them all together. But I'm going to say Giants, uh, specifically with Jeff Hostetler, uh, although that's uh, just bonus points. That's not actually part of the question. I'm going to say the A's in the Earthquake World Series. Um, I'm going to say the Maple Leafs just because, well, they were one of the first. Them and the Canadians were the first teams to come to my head. And I'm also going to say um, the first of the back-to-backs with the Detroit Pistons. You got 50%, right? You got the Pistons and A's. The 49ers oh. won the Super Bowl. Oh, that's that shouldn't have been that difficult. To, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the Calgary the Calgary Flames won the Stanley Cup. Toronto okay, hasn't won a Stanley Cup, I think, since like the thirties. Okay. Uh that makes me feel a little bit better. Um let's see, nineteen eighty nine World Series. Who was was it was this actually the, Oh I got that right. Let's go. I told you you got it right. I meant that they were playing the Giants in that World Series. Oh, oh. Yes, they were. Oh, who, the the kid fell out of the stands or something. What? What's his picture from? Uh oh, yeah, that was I can't believe I got that. First of all, I can't believe I got that year right on that World Series. Let alone just kind of randomly picking which team won. But I'll, I'll take that fifty percent, and I will uh, go on my merry way. Okay. Three baseball-related questions for you. Mm. Um, first question. Who got traded to the Reds in exchange for Edwin Encarnacion? Oh, baby. Let's think here. One Edward individual Encarn- player. He got traded to the Reds for Encarnacion? Yes. When the Reds okay. traded Encarnacion away. Okay. Where did he go after Cincinnati? I feel like it's just not Toronto, but I only remember him playing in Cincinnati because I think a ball went off his head and over for a home run. Uh, he was an infielder. He didn't play the outfield. Not that I know of. Maybe he. Uh, maybe he did, he did. here and there. Okay, so I'm, I got to get the team right. That's the problem. Yeah, that's that's linked like, into this is which team was traded to. It's a two in one question, although 
because I know he started in Cincinnati. But I, I feel like he went somewhere in between Cincinnati and Toronto. If it's Toronto, who got traded? Who? Okay, so if he started in Toronto, I believe in like 2011. So I'm just go, I'm just gonna guess that it was Cincinnati to Toronto. So who on Cincinnati? That was right around when Cincinnati got good though. They uh they didn't make the playoffs at one point in time. I think uh, I think the Giants swept them or something. No, the the Reds blew a two nothing lead in the NLCS. Oh, 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 that's right. Oh, maybe the and then they lost swept the them the next year. Yeah, and then they lost to Pittsburgh in the wild card game. Yeah, but you knew that. And all who time. okay? Maybe like Adam Dunn. No, that doesn't make sense. Or does it? I don't know. Adam Dunn, Brandon Phillips, now Phillips was there. Todd Frazier, I don't know if he was on those teams. Scott Rowland was probably 50 years old, and maybe they traded him. I'm going to go with Adam Dunn. I don't know why. Scott Rowland. Ah. He, uh, I can't believe he's... I pulled Scott Rowland's name out of my head. <laughs> I can't either. He uh, spent like six years with the Cardinals. Got traded to the Blue Jays for Troy Glouse. And then uh, after a year and a half of the Blue Jays, got traded to uh, Cincinnati. So hmm. that's uh, his career path. I was Once he said Scott Rowland, I was like, oh, my gosh, he just put it together last <laughs> night. Because you have a history of putting everything together at the very last minute. Like, I, 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 like all this information is in my head. I just have to find it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. We're tied at zero. This is good. Okay, we're going to talk a little sports NCAA football covers. Okay. Who is I, the uh, first mid-major cover athlete of NCAA football? Oh, um, 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 um. Brian Zabransky. What's his name? Boise State's quarterback. Um. Which I don't even know if that's correct, but that was just the first name that came to my head. But let's let's see. We had Crabtree and Bush and blah blah blah. Um Oh wait a minute. This is a trick question because they're no longer No, I promise you it's not. Oh, oh wait. It's Alex Smith. That's my final answer. Was he on the cover of NCAA football? I honestly don't know if he was. That's that's not what I had. Uh, well, I I may have sounded more confident. I didn't mean for you to. Uh, uh, I don't think he's on the cover. There, was there not a Utah quarterback? Oh, it was. Oh no, I'm thinking of who was that guy? Who who's this? Okay, so that was like an alternate version of the cover because Tim Tebow was on the cover that year. Or no, it wasn't oh. Tim Tebow. It was um, Michael Crabtree. I had the Brian Arakpo version. Yeah, those uh, are like alternate co- – they did this weird thing where they had like alternate covers for some reason, but Michael Crabtree was the official cover athlete for that year. Yeah, uh, well, my other answer would have been Brian Zabransky or whatever his name is from uh, Boise State. 
I was kind of hoping you went with Brian Zabransky just so I can pull out it's Jared Zabransky. Oh, well, is that the actual answer? Yes. Dang it, man. I was right the first time. And then I, I was really hoping the you wrong went with Utah Brian Zabransky just so I could 360 time hog Jared right in your face. Well, it's okay. I would have gotten the question <laughs> wrong anyway. So I, uh, this is a less frustrating way to get that question wrong. So I'm actually, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Because I would have been livid if that's how I got it wrong. Uh, oh, my turn. That's how this works. Um, who was the third team involved in the trade that sent Manny Ramirez to the Los Angeles Dodgers? Mm. Manny would, as some called him. I remember that. Yeah, like fifth in MVP voting that year in the NL. <laughs> That was the same day Ken Griffey Jr. was traded. I remember that. Hmm. So I can eliminate one team. It's not the White Sox. You are correct. <laughs> Definitely not my Guardians. Let's see. That's 27. Th- oh, all right. 26 teams left to sift through. What's that? I said you got 26 teams left to sift through. Let's go. You- I already crossed um, out the Red Sox and the Dodgers, and you've already man. crossed out the White Sox like in the uh, like thirteen, the only thirteen. Who would fuck? I don't even remember who was involved in that trade, other than Manny Ramirez. Um, Beltray or not Beltray? Um, Gonzalez. Without naming anybody who was just players who specifically got traded only between the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Let me see if I can find any. Um, 30 more seconds to think of a guess. Actually. Uh Uh-oh. Manny Ramirez was the only player traded between the Red Sox and Dodgers. Everybody else was um, included the other team. Wow. I can't remember. Um, the pit. No, it wouldn't be the Pirates. It, the the, um, the uh, Cincinnati Reds. No, 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 no. Because no. I just mentioned Ken Griffey Jr. The Houston yeah. Astros. It was the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here, here we go. Um, we traded Jason Bay to the Red Sox. Ooh, big trade. And we got Adam LaRoche. For, no, I'm sorry. We got Ooh. Andy. We got Adam's brother, Andy oh, LaRoche, from the good. Dodgers. So we had both LaRoche brothers on the same team in the corner infield. People forget. Yeah, and we also got um, – we acquired, we acquired Brandon Moss before he was actually good, which is a shame because when he went to – he was like our second Jose Bautista. When he went to Oakland and was tearing it up, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Jose Bautista. I thought I about Gio Shella for like two years. Oh, he was never – he was decent with yeah, the like Yankees. Yeah, like 330 one year. Okay, that is really good. I, I didn't realize that his batting average was that high. For like two years, he was just really good. The Browns' 0-16 season, they had three starting quarterbacks throughout the year. Name them. 
All right, I'm just going to rapid fire this one and just submit this final answer. Um, one of them, I actually, now that I'm saying this, I think is wrong. But I'm going to go oh. uh, Deshaun Kaiser, Kevin Hogan, and Connor Shaw. So close. Deshaun Kaiser, Kevin Hogan, and Cody Kessler. Third-round draft pick, Cody Kessler. Gosh darn it. Well, time for me to start preparing. I don't think you're going to get this question. Uh, and if you do, I will be furious <laughs> if, if you walk it off on this question of all questions. But here we go. Which team did Shane Victorino end his career with? This, may, this leads me to believe it was not the Red Sox. I will neither confirm nor deny until I hear a final answer. Shane Victorino. I mean, this could be anything. Literally. Flying hmm. Hawaiian. I think Shane Victorino I... started his career as a switch hitter and then quit. What? Yeah, he's... Started as a switch hitter, and I think just by the end of his career was only batting right-handed. That seems stupid. Was he just, like, awful as a left-handed hitter? I don't know. I got to – who did he play? Who else – I can only think of the Phillies and the Red Sox. Oh, he played for the Dodgers at one point. Uh, who? Is it the Dodgers? Oh, because you this, oh. this makes no sense. He was primarily a switch hitter until the 2013 season when discomfort from various hamstring, back, and knee problems forced him to become an exclusively right-handed batter. Oh, get over it. <laughs> You're a pro athlete. Get over it. I don't understand um, how injuries make you only bat one-handedness. Visualize it. Okay, so I know he's played for the Phillies, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers. But I can also picture him in like an Angels uniform. Am I convinced? Am I mixing up the Angels and Dodgers? I don't think I am. He didn't play for three red teams. No way. And this is Dodgers. just for fun. It was the Angels. Damn it! <laughs> that's the third time you've done that. Damn it, guy! That's that's insane. You said Scott Rowland. You said the Pirates and then immediately swished, and then you said the Angels and immediately backed off. You almost went three for three on tough questions. This is a LeBron 2011 choke. (laughs) Nothing like it. I got to think of another question. I'm about to dive deep into my tough questions about playoff series and starting lineups. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of a question right now. Okay, I'm going to go back to my first format. Oh. Yes. Who, the 1999 season, who won the Big Four ter- championship? And again, the NHL is just a bonus because I don't expect you to know that. Oh, okay. I didn't know the NHL was a bonus. Um, yeah, well, I was counting it. If, if you would have gotten three out of the four, I probably would have counted it. Okay. Because uh, we, well, don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. I don't expect you to know who won the Stanley Cup in 1989. 
That alleviates my stress a little bit. Okay, I got two out of three. This was John Elway's second and final Super Bowl where he did his career send-off. So I got the Broncos. I got uh, the first of the Lakers three-peat. Um, then, wait, 99. No, 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 because the Spurs had all the odd numbers. Oh, the oh, the Lakers won it. Wait, did they win it two thousand two? Because it was they had a three peak. Because Shaq, Shaq has Shaq's always talking about winning four championships. So that means he won one with the Heat. So that means he won three with the Lakers. So there was oh one. I guess oh two. Yeah. Okay. So it was actually the Spurs. Spurs beat the Knicks. Okay, I got that right. Uh, Thank goodness I switched up on that one. Um, so Broncos and Spurs. Uh, and okay, now uh, baseball. Well, you know, the Yankees are a good bet right around this time in history. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say it was that. Well, man, they played the Diamondbacks in the World Series twice. The Diamondbacks beat them once. I think that was in 2001. But I think the Diamondbacks got there in like their first or second season. So that, um, and then 2001 was the Subway Series World Series. So the Yankees were always in it back then. So I feel like that's just, I feel like the Yankees is a really easy bet. I'm going to say the Yankees and then just for fun. So we'll so Broncos, Spurs, Yankees. Uh, hockey. I don't even know why I'm spending so much time thinking about it. You know what? We'll go with the uh, the Russian Five. They were playing in the '90s, so I'll go with the Red Wings. You got everything but NHL right, so you got it right. But um, let's go. The Dallas Stars. Who can forget? Oh, yeah, Mike Modano. Mm, um, I don't know who yeah. that is. Yeah, uh, he played for the Stars for a really long time. I uh, don't know what position he played, but I just know that he was there. Um, sure I know he did he, a hell of a job. Yeah, he uh, he did exist. All right, I will give you from the 2015 Western Conference Finals. Oh, brother. I will give you the team. I will give you, and I'll, I'll even give you the, not that you really need this, because you should be able to get this off the top of your head, but just for the sake of jogging your memory, I am going to give you the teams and the Warriors starting lineup, and then you have two odd men out. Actually, no, I'm gonna hold on. A bit. Hold on. Wait, wait. The uh, okay, just double check. Uh, that's good. Okay, in the 2015 Western Conference Finals, okay, the War- the Warriors beat the Houston Rockets. Okay, correct. Just to just to jog your memory, the Warriors had Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Iguodala, Harrison Barnes, and Draymond Green. Um, and I think Andrew Bogut started above Iguodala, but Iguodala played more minutes or something like that. But yeah. Focusing on the Rockets, all right. They had obviously James Harden was their point guard, right. well, you know, combo guard, whatever. Um, Trevor Ariza was their small forward. I'm not going to expect you to get him. Uh, named their shooting guard, power forward, and center. Their the star, center, okay. The center should be easy. The, the shooting guard and yes. Now name their shooting guard and power forward. Christ on the cross. Um, 
their power forward actually put up decent stats despite the fact that I don't think anyone is going to remember him ever being in a Rockets uniform. Okay, so I knew Josh Smith was on that team, so I think that just kind of gave it away. Well, all right, there. Whoops. <laughs> so I got, I got four of them, right? I just need the guard? Yep, the shooting guard. Okay, who's on that team? Clint Capella was on that team. He is definitely not a shooting guard. <laughs> um, okay, there's like Jason Terry, I think, was there. I remember what obviously being heavily invested in the series. Jason Terry is there. Corey Brewer is there. I feel like I feel like it's going to be somebody obvious. You said you already said Trevor Trevor Reese is one of them, right? Yeah, I uh, I didn't expect you to get him, so I just gave that one away as a freebie. The Patrick Beverly. Is it the playoff starters or the regular season starters? That, Playoffs. That doesn't that doesn't matter at all. I still don't know. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't affect it. Not one bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. I know Jason Terry is on that team. Or, or, um, yeah, Jason Terry is on that team. Jones may have been on that team. He was young then. I know he played there. I don't know if he started, though. Oh, this stinks. I hate this. Um, Terrence Jones. Terrence Jones was a power forward. Jason Terry and is what I Jason said. Terry was the correct answer. God damn it. All four questions. I talked myself <laughs> out of the answer. <laughs> Dude, first of all, I I felt bad about giving you Josh Smith because I'm like, I, there's no way he's going to get that. And you're like, I remember Josh Smith was on that I was very head. on the fence with him. Well, I, everyone remembers him as a hawk. But... So I, just, I just thought he was there. Like, he, like they gave him a uniform. They allowed him to warm up and do everything. They allowed him to talk to the press and shit. <laughs> he had 15 points. like old-timers. Old-timers yeah. can't. 15 points, five rebounds, uh, three and a half assists, and 40% from three-point land was Josh Smith that series. That's pretty good. He was only 29? Yeah. What? You could have told me he was 59. <laughs> I, um, uh, he was a straight-out-of-high-school guy. Ah. Um. I almost oh, what's the name for of Jason? The, what's the name of the high school guy? The guy that was like the first one we did. What was his name? Oh, Andre Blatch, who wasn't actually yes. Andre Blatch. Was it? No, because there was somebody like six picks after him. He was the second oh. to last high school we ever drafted. Oh yeah. 
Remember I texted you that and you're like, I, I, I read that and I understand it. I just refuse to acknowledge it. Yes. And I do. I still do. Uh, Andre still... Black was in my goddamn head. I, we spent, I don't know why. no joke, like 10 minutes on that trivia question. That was one of the, that inspired trivia. Yeah, that was like a and half hour of me. sticking with it. That was a half hour of me searching my brain. I went on like that, my own little vision quest where I just went through every single memory I had. <laughs> yeah, you started at birth, went through all of your birthdays, yeah. and eventually got to the time where you remember seeing Andre Blatt. No, you know what? Because it was, it was a tweet. It was like, Andre Blatch was a monster coming out of high school, and it was his high school mixtape on Twitter, like, like a week before that. Oh, uh, that's my, that's my favorite Twitter debate. You know, right after where, you know, how many championships would Derrick Rose have won? My next mm. favorite Twitter debate is who has the best high school highlight tape? They're all the same. They're all destroying a bunch of kids who were just in math class earlier that day. With no future. Yeah, it's kind of rude that LeBron had to play those kids, or those kids had to play LeBron. It's kind of rude. Hey, some of those kids beat LeBron. Only one team, mm-hmm. but I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect you like to. Three. Uh, I have this high school jersey though. How how badly? Because I thought about doing this for Jason Terry. How badly would it have given it away if I said he was thirty-seven years old? It, like extremely badly. Extremely badly. It didn't even register to me that with you obviously being a Cavs fan, the Cavs were like competing for a championship. So you were heavily invested in these playoffs, probably. Yeah. That, that didn't even occur to me. I just remember watching that series. I thought I was giving you an impossible question by making you pull out uh, James Harden and uh, – not James Harden, Jason Terry and Josh Smith. I think that was going to be like – I don't know why I said Terrence Jones. I know he was on that team. <laughs> I didn't – I forgot he just was – simply was not a guard. He just wasn't. <laughs> no, he, he was, was like 6'10". Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it may have been a rookie out of, out of Kentucky. Is that – or no, not a rookie. Was he on that uh, – No, he wasn't. It was in his rookie year. Was I think he, he was – was he on the Anthony Davis Kentucky team? Yes. So I think he okay. came out the same year as Anthony Davis. Yeah, okay. And then Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, and Durant. His cousins with Damon Stoudemire. Of course he is. I knew yeah, that. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you on Terrence Jones' Wikipedia page? I'm on his basketball reference right now. Oh, that's not his basketball Because I was looking reference? up that Rockets team after I met my demise with that question um so, so you're on basketball let me see um let me uh there was a player i forgot jesus yeah um one of my favorite things uh about basketball reference is their liberties that they have in terms of nicknames that players have <laughs> um even if a player has never once been called that they will still write it down so, Ben Ben Simmons has some of my favorite nicknames on basketball reference. Uh, we all we all know him. You know, he his name is Ben Simmons, but we all know him better as Simo the Savage. Absolutely. Um, young socialite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fresh Prince. That made sense at one time. Peacemaker. No. Very much dividing the piece, I would argue, in the NBA. Yes. Uh, The ever-so-clever Benny. 
Stick with um, the classics. The Yank from okay, Australia. Well that, okay. All right. Uh, Big Ben. Uh, that name has been mm, used a couple times, I believe. Yeah, that one's never. And The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Which, absolutely. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's what everyone's it's calling. All Ben Simmons. LeBron said all those names. I would have said Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, LeBron, King James, LBJ, Chosen One, Bron, Bron. And then we have The Little Emperor. Which, no, never. Uh, not once. No. Um, the Akron Hammer. <laughs> yes. Um, I've heard of the Scottish Hammer in Cleveland. I've never heard of the Akron Hammer. I'm looking at it right um, now. The Akron Hammer and the L Train. That was Austin Carr. Those are Austin Carr. He does color for the Cavs broadcast. Oh, uh, uh, the L Train for him. The L yeah. Train. Okay, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. The give Little Emperor has never happened ever. I, no. <laughs> Dude, this is hilarious. Okay, uh, <laughs> I just went to Kyrie Irving's, and one of his oh, nicknames baby. was World Be Flat. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, playing on the world be free. That's hilarious. World be flat is great. <laughs> uh, because, obviously, Uncle Drew, Ankle Taker, world be flat, and Kai. Like, K-A-I. Ankle Taker is tight. Yeah, I am. Um... What about Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant, I know, has some fire nicknames. Please tell me that Delonte West has some. Oh, no, no, they don't have they don't have any. I wanted LeBron's dad to be up there. Yeah, Kevin Durant's got some of the bats. Obviously, KD. That's I'm just that's what everyone knows him as. Durantula. The Durantula, Slim Reaper. Yeah, oh, so I like Sniper. That. Yes. KD Drayfire. Yeah, mm. is one of the top ones. Yes. Wonder what Shaq. How many they got for Shaq there? Probably like oh, fifty. Probably. Oh, they only got probably. like. Oh, they don't got a lot. Shaq Man. Diesel, the Big Aristotle, Superman, Shaq Fu, Shaq Daddy, and Warrior. Okay, outside of Warrior, I think I could have come up with all of those. I probably would have too. All right, let's uh, let's let's pull up something, somebody random. Let's go. Let's see. Um, <laughs> how about Tiago Splitter? Do they have any any nicknames for Tiago, Tiago Splitter? Uh, no, they don't. Shockingly. Nor should they. Nobody should have ever gotten a nickname for Tiago Splitter. No. Um, Tiago Splitter? We are talking about, about Tiago Splitter. Remember that Stephen A. rant? That was awesome. Yeah. Let back, me, when uh, first take, back when first take was must-see TV. And it's good Bayless. Yes. Um, oh, God. It was, it was so good. Do you um, – I, I was actually just brought up – I was – my attention was brought to something recently in the world of basketball that I'd never heard before. And I, I spent like, I'm not kidding. I spent like 10 minutes about this, just laughing at my laughing to myself. No one else was around. I had mm. just heard this. Have you ever heard the phrase one, two, three Cancun? Yeah. I had never heard that before. And when I figured out how that story started, that was one of the funniest things <laughs> that I had heard. That was hilarious. Nick That's Van Axel, thank you. Yeah, the Nick Van Axel joke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. Lakers on three. One, two, three, Cancun. That's I, <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Um all right, we got one more. We got one more nickname we can find. We gotta find a good one. We gotta find one good nickname to end on. Oh, you know who I like? And this is not gonna come off from basketball reference because we all Everyone knows this one. One of my favorite nicknames in sports was Sean Marion the Matrix. I like that. Ooh. 
Don't really know the, the origins of it, but I like it. The 101 greatest nicknames in NBA history. Who ranked this? Watch it like Hakeem the Dream or something really basic is going to be. Yeah, number one. one, the beard, James Harden. That, what? No. No, I was, it was actually number 101. Oh. Let's see. It is Chocolate Thunder for Daryl Dawkins. Ah, that's a good one. That is Magic a good one. Magic Johnson's two. Well, all right. Iceman yeah. for George Gervin is three. Dr. Duncanstein for Daryl Griffith. I don't know who that is. That kind of stunk. Air Jordan. Air, Air Jordan should be higher. Air Jordan just it just rolls off the tongue. It looks good. And yeah. it's also a big brand, and that's the reason I'm saying that. Dr. J. Slim Reaper, seven. Good. I, I like Slim. The Owl Without a Vowel. Holy Christ. Who is this? Bill McElvey. His last name is M-L-K-V-Y. And he plays for Temple. So the Owl Without a Vowel, that is. That's number one. Well, did he play in the NBA, though? Who cares? That's the greatest nickname. I've, I, it doesn't say, so I'm assuming no. He played – oh, he played just one NBA season in 1952. That counts. He was shooting the peach baskets, but that counts. Will, Chamber, Will Chamberlain's nickname was the Big Dipper? Yeah, don't know why. Chairman of the boards, Moses Malone. That's awesome. That is a really good one. The human highlight film. For, That's uh, a good Dominique. one. The, Dominique. The answer, the, uh, AI. Uh, the mic. Yeah, the microwave. No. Yeah, I like that one. But the problem is that guy was a backup. Vinny Johnson. Mm-hmm. He was a backup. Like he was a backup to Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars. He was the third guard on that team. Like I don't know how you can give like a, ba- a somebody who doesn't even start that nickname, but. Yeah. I, I didn't watch his career, so I don't know. The round mound of rebound is such I was going to say that one. I was. I, I like that one. World be free. Well, that's the different. Glove. He changed his name. Yeah. Groundhog Day? Who the fuck called Tim Duncan? Uh, Tim Groundhog Duncan. Day? Absolutely. Big Fundamental and Groundhog Day. Oh, my God. The shorts you're wearing in this picture are, like, down to his ankles. <laughs> Pistol Pete. King yes. James, Skywalker for David Thompson. Um, oh, would not have never nervous that. Purvis. Purvis Ellison. Yeah, that's that's awesome. The French rejection. No, Rudy Gobert. Uh, no. Rudy no. Gobert. Yes. No. 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 Well, hold on. No. <laughs> Stifle Tower. Ooh, that's better. Uh, that I is... hate him because I have to watch him play basketball. And it's infuriating. <laughs> Matrix, Jelly Bean, Kobe Bryant's uh, dad, eh. Vanilla oh. Gorilla. Who's that? Joel Prisbilla. Oh my gosh, where knees go to die, Portland Trailblazers. Vanilla Gorilla, good lord, Mailman. Ooh. That would that would not fly today, by the way. No. As much as much as I think that that nickname is meant innocently, and I I don't think that like there was any rude intent no. behind it. I just know how today works. That would never fly. The mailman's a solid nickname, although he's a nasty man. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was uh, he was delivering something, but not to people of age. 
the hick from French Lick. Yeah, Larry Bird. The dream. Chief. Okay, now we're getting into bullshit. Robert Freak. Zen Master. Houdini of the Hardwood. Who's Zen Master? Phil Jack. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess Phil yeah. Jackson did play. Oh, skip to my Lou, right for Alston. Yes, that, that's a. Uh... That is that's one of those nicknames where it's like that almost replaced his real name. Yeah. All right, nice sweetener. Oh yeah, we're getting into the bullshit now. All right. Oh, uh, white chocolate's fifty-one. What? Erroneous. All right, anyway. I'm gonna go to Chris Weber, and it's gonna tell me C Web and nothing else. What? C Web the tr- and the truth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that-, that one didn't last. Yeah, I think that nickname was uh, also given to something. All right, here's my last one. Hio Turkaloo, you got anything for me? Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no nicknames. Very disappointing. All right. Mm. We, uh, we covered we, – we, man, we had some good trivia. I'm making my making my way back. Um, did you win trivia last week again? Yes. I was down 6-3. Now I'm down 6-4. Um, Listen, you're, I gave you that one. I pulled uh, back. I pulled, you know, that was week 17. Where we already clinched the first round by. Let's give the starters a week off. And the backups just went out there and puked all over themselves. All right. Well, look, it, I'm not going to act like it was the hardest question, but, you know, out of, out of all the years. Well, no, it's, I, I had all four answers. I said them out loud. Oh, oh. And I, I, and oh, I walked okay, away with yes. zero points. That, that, that too. <laughs> Aside from the fact that 1999 wasn't the most difficult year, um, no, I, I mean, I don't even, I, thought, think, I don't even think it was an easy year, but it wasn't like, it, it wasn't as difficult as 1989. That one was way. I harder. thought you were gonna get. Tri- I thought you were gonna say Lakers or you were gonna say Rams. Um, were the Ram- the Rams weren't even in two. 2000- the Rams were 01, I think. Two thousand. Wait. 2000, okay, then 2001 would have been... Giants-Ravens. Mm, okay, and then the next year... Wait. Oh, t- wait. Hold when on. did the... No, 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 no. no. Was I old. wrong? No, it was the Broncos. They won in 99. Okay, wait. We're... Now we're splitting hairs between what year was did they play? What year was the It was Super the 99 Bowl? championship. So the season was in 98, but it, the NFL is the weird – they're weird. Like, like the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL, they're all weird like that in college thank, football. Thank goodness. You know what? I got that – in my head, I got that wrong because I was thinking 98. But I that mm. – oh, you know what? We can't take it back. Too late now. Um, the next year was Baltimore, New York, and then New England, St. Louis, and then Tampa Bay, Oakland, and then New England. New England, St. Louis. That's right. That's right. Okay. St. Louis beat Tennessee in nine. That was 99 into 2000. Then the Ravens was 2000 into 2001, correct? Yeah. All right. Now we're on the same page. We finally are starting to make some sense, which means we got to get out of here and we got to end on a high (laughs) note. Um, NBA playoffs in full throttle. Uh, So next week, we'll be continuing our discussion with that. Maybe the Reds will win a game. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a uh, we'll have an update oh, my on horse. the Reds. Or... I have a horse for the Kentucky Derby. Oh, uh, who who are you previewing? Give us your pick. Actually, I have, we'll two. I have two. I have Smile Happy sixteen to one. No idea why. And uh-huh. then this one caught my eye. This is my girl, 
Medina Spirit looking looking at me from the clouds. The name of this horse is Pioneer of Medina, plus uh, 33 to 1. I got to sprinkle that. Yes. She's calling me home. Uh Uh-huh, that's exactly right. Listen, if Uh, I accidentally pick the juiced-up horse again, I'm going to be so happy. Oh, I can't believe that you did that. I I didn't know that you picked the right horse that year. Oh, yes, I did. That's, um... That's why that was one of... It was one of my, I had a very popular tweet, not popular, had like 500 likes, but it was like, well, that that's pretty good. Yeah. When, um, the, um, I said very popular, it's not very popular, but, um, when that, when it was announced that the horse tested positive for steroids, which is a funny thing to see for your first thing you see when you wake up, I, I just, I just quote tweeted it like, oh, well, the check's still cast. So, mm-hmm. Who do you th- uh, uh, no, I, I'm about to ask a dumb question, and we're going to be talking too long about something that makes no sense. sense. So we'll make it we'll make it easy. All right, uh, who would be more successful, Bob Baffert coaching the Patriots or Bill Belichick being a horse trainer? Oh God, <laughs> I, Bob I was Baffert. Having, they look the same. I, I, really, I was ha- I was having this debate in my head, in my head for a long time um, uh, last week, and I'm like, I got to bring this up on the podcast, and then I just forgot. But, Bob Baffert, he, who, who, listen, Bill Belichick's been cheating for years. Bob Baffert's been cheating since Bill Belichick was coaching at Navy or whatever the hell he was doing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll see how the funky cold Medina does in the in the uh, the big race this weekend. Um, enjoy basketball. What the hell is funky cold Medina? It's oh, an old, oh, oh, oh. It's an old rap song from – Yeah, like, I know what it is. I just I, – my brain just completely ignored the Medina part. <laughs> yeah, that that's that that was the attempted joke, but no, I've done I, better. I, I, I want on record that landed. Uh, it, it did land. Now the flight was delayed, but it did land. Yes, there there was there was some inclement weather in the area, and they had to hang out in the air for a little bit longer. But they eventually yeah, landed. We got her down. Exactly. All right, all right. We're out of here. I'm gonna go get something to eat, and we'll be back next week. Take care, everybody. Peace.